Did you know Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to increase the size of almost all your orders? Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks, no coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, or Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrades, cross-sales, or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you could boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Now, hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you could do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. summer i was in la for e-commerce day and this uh, this big e-commerce conference i spoke at it and there you definitely when you get that many people in the same industry together presenting their their experiences and the, telling their stories on stage and off in the hallways you start to notice themes and recurring things amongst conversations and between friends and on stage and in these fireside chats and in the hallway, one of the things, the, the definite trend and theme I was hearing was, you know, uh, TikTok, the death of Facebook, UGC being more important than ever, and a few tools would come up mentioned repeatedly in relation to those things. And there was one that, that caught my interest that I heard a lot of people I really respected meant like, have you heard of this thing? This looks interesting. And it was called Bounty. And I looked at Bounty, and it's this, this tool that, well, somehow is going to merge the concept of, of influencers and loyalty and customer acquisition, and let's throw TikTok in there. I, it hit all the right buzzwords. And then I noticed Sugar Capital invested in this thing. And I went, all right. You know, I get, this is one of the things where I got to know more. And so I was able to get the, the founder, Abe Wolke, to join us on the show and explain it to me. So I'm going to learn about it in real time with you, my friends. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to learn about Bounty, uh, a, a, new, uh, a new app that promises to help you undo some of that, uh, that lost return on ad spend from your Facebook campaigns. But how is it going to do it? Anyway, well, let's figure it out together. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. And this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. Abe, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kurt. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my pleasure. Well, you know what? I want to know, what's the difference between a creator and an influencer? So you are now, I'm just like, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I got my gray hairs. I'm pushing 40. I don't know what, what's what anymore. I have no idea what's going on. The kids with their TikToks. My kids are exclusively on TikTok. But, like, but I, then I just heard that, we have rebranded influencers as creators. I don't know what's going on. So let's start there. What's the difference between a creator and an influencer? The thing to know about influencers is that when you work with an influencer, 
you're paying for their influence. So you're paying for access to their audience, right? And these people who follow them and, and want their recommendations and want to know about all the things they do and, and the way they live the way they live and aspire to be like them, right? And creator, I think, is just a much broader term that encompasses influencers and everyone else who creates content. So when brands work with influencers, they're looking for a very specific thing, but that's just one thing that as a brand you need. Um, and that's right, that's reach to a, to a specific audience. But brands also need creative assets. Um, they need content for ads. They need a lot of other things. And so as they you know, start branching out for, for where do we get these other things? A lot of times they'll start working with creators, right? And when you're working with a creator, they could be an influencer, but you're not necessarily there for the, for their audience. You really want the creative assets that they can generate for you a lot of the time. And maybe you want them to post, but I would say creator is just a broader term, right? So it encompasses anyone that's creating content, uh, whether that is published on social media or not. Okay. I love that description. That really does. I just thought we'd take it the phrase influencer and we're like, you know what? That one's not feeling so hot. It's getting a little, <laughs> little stale. We're just going to call it. We're going to rebrand that. Uh, no, not the case. So in my Venn diagram, influencer fits within creator. Create, like I, my wife always says, hey, if you're going to start, build any kind of audience, a brand, anything, you just be prepared to yell into the void for 12 months and with no one listening. Those people are the creators. And then you know, you Two years later, well, now I've got an audience. Okay, now I'm approaching influencer status and, you know, yeah. audience of 10,000, micro-influencer, and et cetera. But, you know, with, with mobile dominating everything and connections and devices getting faster, now suddenly video, like, is the whole ball game and portrait video specifically because I hold my phone like this, you know, straight up and down. And it's tough to create video, especially when you're not used to it and tough to create these hyper engaging short videos. And so getting access to an entire cottage industry of people, that's what creators are. They're people who are really good at their phone video, their portrait video right. at home. Most of the time that feels well, that a, it's engaging content. It works for ads. It's authentic. It feels good. I like it. So I'm, I'm, this is why I'm so interested in this concept is because what I'm hearing is like, I think I'm going to get access to that. And so I'm definitely a believer in this kind of content. But is this user-generated content? Like when we say UGC, user-generated content, what are we talking about there? Yeah, so I think of it as a spectrum, right? And on one side of the spectrum, you have influencers. And let's call this the spectrum of authenticity, right? So uh, on one side, you have that. influencers. And on the other side, you have customers. And then I would say UGC right now, uh, in in most cases, falls somewhere in the middle of the spectrum because a lot of times, what people call user generated content is not actually user generated content. It's a creator who is acting as a user of the product um, because they're you know getting paid to create these assets, and it comes across you know and, and people sell it as user generated content. But did that creator really go out and purchase the product themselves and, and create that video, or were they you know contracted by the brand and that's why they're doing it? So uh, I would say you know. Influencer marketing, obviously, people are much more aware that all of these people are getting paid, and and a lot of times they wouldn't go out and buy the products themselves, uh, and it's it's a career path now. And so I would put it, you know, on the spectrum of authenticity, on like the you know on the least authentic side, and then as you as you move down the spectrum, 
uh, you have like UGC or some people talk about IGC, which is influencer generated content. And then you have UGC, which is like user generated content, but customers are already catching on to the fact that a lot of that UGC is created by the same few faces for all these different brands. And they can't possibly be the real customers, you know, of all these different brands that are advertising to me. And so that's something consumers and customers have caught on to. And then at the far end of the spectrum, which is basically what Bounty's done is just jumped all the way to the far end of the spectrum and said, Hey, let's work with the real customers, right? The people who actually buy the products. And and a lot of times these customers are already sharing products they love, but they can generate a ton of value for these brands and they rarely capture any of that value. And when I say rarely, I mean never. And so at Bounty, you know, what we're focused on is really helping the the real customers who actually buy products and, you know, use products and love these products capture some of that value they generate when they share their experiences on social media. Okay, so let's that's a, a good opportunity to tell me how does Bounty fit into this picture? What is this thing? Yeah, so uh I'll start with kind of what everything else is, and then then I'll talk about what Bounty is. So if we're talking about scaling micro nano influencers specifically, because that's where the ROI is if you're a brand, right? If you're paying for macro influencers, they're charging you a premium for their brand image. Um, You know, they, they... they think that they're a celebrity of sorts and they kind of are, but you're, you're just not going to generate famous. a return. That's not regular they're internet famous. famous. No, it's a different kind of famous, a new kind of famous, <laughs> but yeah. A lot so of spam. Well, actually define for me before you, before you go forward, uh, just define the, the audience ranges for nano micro macro. You know, I don't have an exact number, but uh, you can I, I know there it. are. On, you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 Macro, I would say, is over a hundred thousand. Micro is, you know, under a hundred thousand, and nano would be under ten thousand. I would say, um, maybe under five thousand. Yeah. Let's okay. Say under so by 5, that one, 000. I'm in micro. I'm like firmly in micro. Sweet. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, the the good micro to be in. <laughs> um, okay. Continue. Yeah. So the, so the macro influencers charge, you know, they charge a lot. You're not going to generate positive ROI, especially as like a direct to consumer business who's, who's actually tracking their, you know, return on ad spend and, and all these things. Bigger companies, you know, big conglomerates can just pay for eyeballs. They're at that point, you know, they'll work with these big influencers, but the ROI for these direct to consumer brands is really in the micro and the nano influencers who have much higher engagement. Their audience is much less diverse in a good way. So if they post about your product, there you're speaking and reaching a very specific audience where the bigger an influencer gets the the more widespread their audience is and so the less targeted uh, that audience is and so you know the smaller you go the more targeted and that audience is and so that's where the roi is for these brands um i get the idea so all right recapping that a little bit we've got these three categories of influencer and if you've not if you've if you've not worked with one you the thing to know, and I think the mistake a lot of people make and that I had made, was the huge ones, 100,000 plus, those audiences just, they, they get more general. Like they're following a person more about their just their personality um, than anything else versus the smaller ones. Jeff, it, it, there's riches and niches. The micro and nano, it tends to be about like a specific interest. And so counterintuitively these smaller ones are often significantly more effective to work with than you know the larger ones okay so where did we we've got all our pieces defined here where does where and how does bounty fit into this 
Yeah. So Bounty is very much focused on unlocking the long tail of influencer marketing. So the the micro and the nano creators and the thing you need to know about these creators is they're already shopping online, right? They love trying new products. They love being the first ones to share something and find it and share it with their audience. And so what Bounty does that's fundamentally different than everyone else who's tried to attack this like micro and nano influencer space and help brands, you know, scale that as a channel is we have a placement on storefronts. So we have a Shopify app. You install our Shopify app on your store. We have what we call customer experiences, which could be on the product page, on the thank you page after purchase, or a dedicated landing page, or in your emails. And what they do is they let people who are already shopping on your website, so we know that they have this genuine interest in your product, it lets them self-identify as being interested in creating content for your brand. So they're shopping a website. They make a purchase on the thank you page. They see something that's like posts on TikTok and get paid. And they're like, oh. I have a TikTok account. I like to make content and I just bought this product. So I am genuinely interested in it. Right. And if they click sign up, then once their order arrives, we'll send them a text message to be like, Hey, your order from you know store XYZ just arrived. You now have seven days to post on TikTok and get paid. And they'll click a link. It takes them through to the browser. You know, they log in with their TikTok account and then we take them through a flow. They'll post, we'll track the engagement. We'll pay them out based on the reach they generate for the brand. Uh, and so what this means is we're kind of flipping the whole like influencer marketing thing on its head. We're saying we don't want to just like spray and pray and send out a ton of free product to creators and hope that they post and hope that their audience cares and like hope that there's some ROI there. We want to turn the visitors that are already on your website and already are inherently genuinely interested in your brand into creators for your brand. And when you do that, what you get is the most authentic content, right? Because these people aren't in it for a free product. They're not posting you know they're not like oh yeah i never heard of this but you're sending it to me for free so yeah sure. like I'll, I'll post about it because because i got it for free and it's cool but they actually spent their own money right they have real skin in the game and they were already on the website even before they knew that bounty was you know a thing or an option and so you just get this much more you know genuine level of content and those people could have you know we've had creators sign up who have four million two million one million followers like they they are sometimes macro uh, influencers by definition, but a lot of times they are much smaller micro and nano creators. And sometimes someone will sign up and make an incredible piece of content and it's their first piece of content they've ever posted on TikTok, which is really cool because we'll just see that like we're, we're really allowing anybody to participate. And because TikTok will serve content to the audiences it resonates with, it's not, you know, you, you don't have to have a big audience uh, to participate. It's really about, you know, the, the quality of the content that you can create. And so that's really what Bounty does. We sit on the web on a storefront. We allow visitors on the website to self-identify as content creators as being interested in creating content for a brand. And then we handle that whole uh, process after they receive their product to help them post, you know, a fun and creative video about the product and then pay them out based on the reach that they generate, help them capture some of that value that they're creating for the brand. So the other important distinction that I would make is that we don't gatekeep. So we don't decide who gets to be a creator and who doesn't, which is what a lot of these other platforms will do. So you have to apply and then they approve you because we're paying you out based on performance. Anybody who is a customer of the product can participate or a customer of the brand can participate, which means that we can help creators be discovered. We can help people get a start as a creator. Uh, and, you know, that's just another difference that I think is important to highlight because we're letting anyone participate. All right. This is I think that's like that's the fundamental difference in the real magic here. 
What's something you just can't live without? For this Shopify merchant, it's Zipify one-click upsell. $10 of extra revenue on every single order, 30% increase for us in average order value. You can't live without it as a Shopify store owner. What would be a game changer for your business? For this merchant, it's a simple Shopify app. Zipify one-click upsell. It's definitely a game changer. It's adding about $9 in extra revenue for every customer that we bring in. That's right. Our number one app that we've been using to help transform our business overall has been... Hey, oh, were you listening to that? You really want to hear about this life-changing Shopify app? Here it is. One-click upsell. It's going to help you increase your average order value a lot and increase your profit from your hard work. Zipify one-click upsell can increase your Shopify revenue by 10 to 15% overnight. Created by the owner of a $155 million brand and trusted by over 11,000 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. It is no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $316 million in sales. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. I love this. So all right, let me think through this as, as an example to kind of recap this. Uh, all right, so my, my, oldest, my, my oldest kid, Silas and I, Silas and I uh, are into retro gaming. And like I've got okay. this whole arcade machine in our house that I restored. It's a, my, my last purchases are arcade parts from Shopify stores. I like literally will search for part numbers and then in quotes I write powered by Shopify and then that way I only find Shopify stores in my searches. It's a cool trick. Um, and it's mostly because I like to use Apple Pay. I just get in and out. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> and, and I got to support the mothership. We're going to build a, a joystick or like a little control USB panel for his computer with joysticks and buttons. I got all the parts coming and it's from a Shopify store. So let's say it shows up and then I get an email that's gener from the store that's generated through Bounty. Let's say they've installed this thing. I don't know what the integration looks like. And the email says, hey, you, know, you got your thing. We invite you to post about it on TikTok and potentially get paid for it. And then, you know, my uh, Silas, uh, my oldest, who is on TikTok all day, immediately knows he's got an idea, knows what he's going to do, and he makes a cool video about, like, I don't know, he does, like, a, you know, it's sped up or it's time lapse or he, like, assembles this, you know, joystick and then you see him play it in like 30 seconds. It looks awesome. And it gets, you know, you put it on TikTok, hashtag it. The algorithm loves it. And then I get paid out by you. And then me as the merchant, I didn't have to do anything. I'm getting eyeballs. I'm getting impressions, engagement. I've got this content. And this person gets rewarded for it potentially. It seems like it's really no risk for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's fundamentally so the idea. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. So essentially awesome. if the if the post performs, then they get paid out. And if the post doesn't perform, then they won't get paid out as much. Um, the other thing I'll add is sometimes there's a great piece of content that just doesn't get picked up by the algorithm. And so, you know, obviously you still oh, want those the worst. creators to be perform or to be uh, incentivized, right? And so the other thing we do at Bounty is we automatically save all of that content into a library that's available to the brand. They can sort it. Uh, they can favorite it, tag it, things like this. And then they can also through the app request spark codes. They can, you know, purchase usage rights and things like that. So every time 
that content provides like incremental value to the brand, the creator gets a piece. And so we're facilitating all that on behalf of the creator. So as an example, you know, say your content doesn't, it gets 500 views, right? And you get like, you know, $5 bid on most of the brands on our platform. So you get $5. That's not a ton of money, but you put a lot of effort into this video and it just doesn't get a lot of views. Well, the brand could see that video in their content library and they're like, yeah, this is a great video. I want to run this as a Spark ad, right? I want to show it to more people. And they can just click request Spark code. They can make you an offer, maybe leave a little note, press send. We're going to text you again and be like, hey, this brand wants to use your content for 30 days. Unlock you know, X amount in your wallet. When you copy and paste this code back to us, we'll show them a video of exactly how to retrieve that Spark code. And then they deliver it through the app. Uh, we pass that to the brand. And now you've been able to earn more money off of that original post because it provided the brand more value. And so as an example, we've had creators who've earned $12 on their original post. They didn't get a ton of you know reach. They had only 1,500 or so followers, and it just really didn't get served to that many people. But the brand turned around and licensed it for 30 days for $100, and they spent 50 bucks on their order. So now they've earned you know $112 as a nano creator who never would have had the opportunity to work with this brand before. Uh, so obviously they're psyched. The brand is psyched because they just got a great piece of content from a real customer and it costs them, you know, a lot less than working with a professional creator and they didn't have to pay in advance. They only paid after they knew that it was a great piece of content that they wanted to use. So it's kind of an interesting thing that we're, we we're seeing happen is because Facebook I in IG ads, you know, I just want to call them meta ads, but I don't think anyone does that yet. FB and IG yeah, ads. I have, I've never done it. Yeah. Say, but it does make sense. Doesn't it? I, so I'm, I'm, I'm making the call right now. Meta ads. So with meta ads in response to declining return on ad spend with meta ads and you know, truthfully it, it's gotten better. It's just not where it was and what people wanted, right. but it is hundred percent. It's harder in response to that difficulty Money seeks return on investment. And so people started looking elsewhere. And TikTok is huge and the hot thing. And so they start looking to TikTok. What's interesting is we found videos that are successful on TikTok, regardless of their source, whether the brand creates it, an influencer, uh, a creator, if it does well there, it will probably do well as a uh, portrait ad, a story video ad on Facebook on as a meta ad. That's cool. So right. I can... It sounds like in this uh, in the bounty system, the person who creates the video, the creator, owns it. But then, as the brand, I can license it from them to use it as ads in other placements. Right, that's correct. All right, I got that. I love that. Who pays here? The merchant is paying the creator. Yeah. So the merchant, I mean, the merchant pays bounty. You pays the creator. We're essentially like the trusted third party in the middle so that we can pay them after you're, the fact. You're acting as escrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we track, you know, that they purchased and that their order was delivered and then they post and all these things. But ultimately, yeah, the, the creator is getting paid. Uh, the brand is paying us for the service. We're never taking a cut from the, you know, from like what the creator is getting paid out. Um, they always get 100% of what they see that they're going to earn. You know, it's you're going to get this much and that's how much they oh, get when they go okay. to withdraw that money. They keep it all. It's not like, hey, you know, Bounty's taking their 20% agency fee. No, the, all the, the fees are exposed on the brand side. And so uh, what, are the, what are those payouts, those earnings look like? Like if a program is really successful, how much is this going to cost me? Like, you know, right. so, in theory, I'm, I'm making all this back, but... 
Like, what's my upfront cost here? Yeah. So, I mean, as a as a brand, you get to set the total budget that you're comfortable spending in a month. Um, so, say you set that budget at five thousand dollars, and what happens is we have a soft limit where when you get to 75% of that budget, we'll start to throttle the service, meaning we're going to not display the widget on your website. We're going to basically slow down the amount of people who are signing up and posting. Uh, and then once you hit that budget, you'll never be billed more than that. You know, that budget that you set, we'll just tell the creators, hey, this brand's at their budget. You can still post, but you're just going to have to wait till the start of the next month. And so you can control that budget on a monthly basis, the same way that you could control, you know, budget on Facebook ads or, or any other ads platform. Now, we can't guarantee that you're going to spend that full budget because the you know unpredictable nature of organic social media um but you know that you're never going to spend more so brands can set like here's what i'm comfortable spending and if you get to the point where you know they're like oh i'm near my budget and i want to you know keep this going they can just increase that budget you know and it'll keep going and so they have complete control over how much they're spending all right so how does bounty make money how do you get paid right yeah so we have a subscription fee to use the platform which is dependent on order volume just because that's how you know the amount of times that we're showing the widget and how many people are signing up and we're texting etc and then we have a you know per video fee that that we charge the brands which depending on you know which plan they're on is going to vary and that covers us you know approving all the videos and sending all the text messages and you know if if the video really performs then then we have some upside there um, so we kind of succeed as the, as the brand succeed. There are existing platforms, uh, like sh- to help to connect brands and creators and influencers, um, Shopify collabs and, uh, TikTok creator marketplace. Uh, and there's another one that starts with a B I can't think of. Uh, so ha- this is different. The fundamental difference is that yours is automated and there's there's no gatekeeping. Like I'm the customer, I just get the offer and it's up to me to take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big differences. Um I would say that's that's the primary difference and then also we're not giving people affiliate codes. You know, we're not saying, "Hey, you have to promote this code and you're only going to get paid if someone uses your code." Because for one, that kind of destroys the authenticity of the content, right? You can't focus on the story. You're focusing on the code and click the link in my bio. Two, it's a very high friction process. So if I'm watching this video and I've never heard of the brand before, like I'm very likely to click the handle that's tagged in the caption and visit that brand's bio and see what they're or their page and see what they're all about. But if I'm not ready to purchase, like I'm not very likely to use that code or click your bio, you know, go to your profile and click the link in your bio and go to the website. And so if I'm not ready to make that purchase right now, and you're trying to push me a code or make me click a link in bio, you're just going to lose me. I'm just going to scroll to the next video. But it's very low friction to just click that brand's TikTok handle and go through and visit their page. And now they've pixeled me. Now I'm in their funnel. So if you look at what was really disrupted by iOS 14.5, these you know privacy updates that kind of decimated the whole advertising industry for a period of time, although it's climbing back, is that ability to build that top of funnel and drive that new reach, right? So like, how do we reach new audiences? There's a ton of great retention tools. You know, brands have that all figured out. Like brands spend the, the majority of their marketing budgets trying to acquire net new customers. And so trying to like break into those new audiences, but audiences has been very difficult so you know our goal is to provide a very low friction way to build that top of funnel um even if someone's not ready to convert today because alternatively you just lose them 
So what kind of results are you seeing with this? And obviously, like, you're going to tell me, like, everybody who installs this yeah. immediately prints $1 billion. <laughs> How'd she know? That's just like no, the major um, ramp demos. I, I will tell you, we've had, you know, we've had videos that have gone viral and gotten millions of views. And, um, you know, the creators have earned, you know, thousands of dollars and we've measured, you know, eighty hundred thousand dollar lifts in revenue um, for brands through like post-purchase survey. Um, those are obviously like home runs, right? Those are the, the amazing case studies. Like everybody wants that to happen for their, for their brand. Uh, but the other really exciting things we've seen is kind of like the story I told you earlier, where creators had, you know, earned $12, uh, after they bought the product and then the brand licensed it for another hundred dollars and, and, you know, and it performed great as an ad. And now that creators, you know, earning money that they wouldn't have been able to earn before. And so we have a lot more, you know, we have a lot more stories like that, um, and, and case studies we're working on, um, alternate, you know. I would say the content from what we've heard from brands is that it outperforms their traditional paid UGC creators by like multiples just because it's so much more authentic. So if you're talking about like a great way to just get real assets that are, you know, lower cost and can create better returns as ads, then, you know, we're seeing a ton of success there. Obviously the, the home runs here and there with the, um, with, with the super viral videos and, and massive jumps in revenue. And then other than that, you know, when you have a lot of organic mentions and organic social is really popping off for a brand, they'll see lift in all of their paid media as well. So you're going to see a lift in conversions across the board when you're getting tagged in all this content. So there's a ton of different benefits to it. Uh, you know, the main one would be like getting a lot of creative assets and then like that, that occasional virality. Um, but a lot of like low cost creative assets that are super, super authentic, that are incredibly easy to repurpose um you know for all your other paid media so obviously that's like that's the, what i'm into uh, here bane of social or of organic social media's existence is like how do you actually attribute the results right and yep. we're working on some really cool tools to do this um such as like post-purchase survey integrations where we can say hey this person is driving views right now so show their profile picture in the post-purchase survey and when someone says they came from tiktok be like oh great who sent you you know, and so doing this like one-to-one -one attribution oh, without cool having to feature. inject codes, without having to do links. So these are things we're working on, but like we don't have them yet because we're still also like, you know, dialing in the core product and trying to onboard a lot more brands. Well, this is a, a complex thing. And you started this like roughly a year ago, right? 325 days. Oh, less than a year. Less than a year. I, it's quite incredible what you've built uh, so quickly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I have, so I do have three other, uh, you know, co-founders in the company that I want to make sure I give credit to. They came in and, you know, we, we've been able to do a lot. Uh, we, yeah, we raised a first little bit of money in November of last year, started building, uh, you know, basically built it out for four months, just the four of us, like the proof of concept. And then we used that to raise our initial, you know, like pre-seed round. And then, and then we scaled the team from there. So we launched on our first beta brands. You've got some big name investors too, like Sugar Capital's invested in this. They invested in um, uh, Gavalo that uh, Paul and I invested in as well. Yeah, Sugar Capital is fantastic. I mean, they were on my dream, like they were on my dream list of investors. And I was like, I oh, probably will never get them, but hey, we'll see. And then someone made an intro and I talked to Brian and, and the team and they just got it immediately. And a lot of investors say that they're independent thinkers, but then when you talk to them, they're waiting for all the signal from someone else. So when you talk to someone who really just like gets it and, and makes a decision very quickly and, and, you know, takes the leap like that, that tells you a lot about the investor, right? They just like, they, they understand it. And so I felt that immediately with Sugar Capital. They, they've been great. We have a ton of other people, obviously, who are fantastic that, that have also invested. So we have 
um, M13 just led our seed round. We have like the founders of Fabletics and, um, you know, Savage Fenty and, and these other companies, Rothy's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to start naming them cause I'd leave people out. And got some heavy hitters bad, here. So I'm going to stop. Yeah. We've got some great people involved. So I think it really just speaks to, you know, how important this problem is. Right. And how, like how much brands are one looking for, you know, new ways to reach audiences, but also how much they want to work with their communities. Right. Like they don't want to go pay someone who doesn't care about their product. They would much rather get those resources from their community. And so ultimately, that's what we're focused on. This episode was brought to you by the team at Rewind, a trusted Shopify app since 2015. If you're a Shopify partner, join leading agencies like Milk Bottle Labs, Velstar, and Mac Digital Designs, and more in the Rewind Agency Partner Program. You can earn up to $2,000 for recommending Rewind to your clients. And you can rest easy knowing that the hard work you've done for your clients is protected. If you're a merchant, feel confident and enjoy peace of mind that your store is always safe with automated backups. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Learn more by looking up Rewind in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash Kurt Elster and get a 30-day free trial. I think the, the mark of like a real, real creator, influencer, is they care about their audience. And the same is true of brands. They care about the customer. They care about their audience. And that empathy, that caring turns into empathy and that you know, a, it indicates, well, congratulations, you're not a sociopath, number one. But it, it helps you connect uh, with these people in a, a realistic and believable way because it's real. It's like when you're trying to fake everything that people sniff it out. They know now. Uh, so what, uh, oh, one, all right, one question I had here. I'm sure you have faced some challenges. One challenge, uh, the FTC. The Federal Trade Commission says you've got to hashtag this stuff, uh, sponsored content, don't you? SponCon. It's true. I mean, we require all of the creators to use hashtag bounty to let people know that it's a bounty. And then obviously on the website, people can see that the bounty is on the website. So that it's like a closed loop and everybody knows what it is um, to meet those FTC requirements. And then alternatively, we have larger brands who are like, hey, you know, our legal team requires hashtag, you know, whatever partner. And so we can support that as well. So uh, if they have like custom hashtags that they need us to use, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll sub that out. But ultimately every post on Bounty is uh, hashtagged. And the cool part is it's, it's part of our approval so process. So, you know, our, our software will automatically check if that hashtag is there. And if it's not, then they can't withdraw the money. And so it's technically not a paid post until it's FTC compliant. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's nice yeah. that you, you handle that. Uh, are there any other challenges you faced or like things that surprised you that you ran into? I mean, oh, for one, I'll say I was surprised kind of how quickly it took off. <laughs> so, and I, mean, I have, don't worry. There's like real problems that I'll tell you about too. But, um, we, you know, I'm we've kind of put I'm this out there. Like where I'm supposed to put all this money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we launched in March, you know, Doe Lashes was a Jason Wong. I don't know if you know him, but, uh, he, he was our first customer, right? So he was like, someone introduced us. I sent him a little loom video. He's like, I'll do it. I was like, that's it. He's like, yes, this is sweet. I'll try it. You know? And so he was like the first one we launched on. We, we added like five other brands pretty quickly. And like from day one, when we launched, you know, the app, it was barely built. Like we were like, who knows if this is even going to work. This was back in March of this year. Um, you know, people started signing up, but the crazy part was other brands started signing up within a day. Like they saw it on the website and they go, I need this. And they started signing up. So we immediately had to put up a wait list. 
And then uh, because we weren't ready to like, we were running like a closed beta with like, you know, Slack channels to like gather feedback from these brands and understand what's working and what's not. So we weren't ready to scale it and immediately it just took off. So we put up a wait list. Um, I think within two months, that wait list was like over 280 brands. Now it's well over a thousand and we've done zero outbound marketing. Like we don't do anything. We're just focused on building the product. So that again, really speaks to, you know, just how badly people want this product. And we have this kind of like nice little viral growth growth mechanic built in because we're visible on brands websites um and then obviously that was really we built that you know that was to get creators right that we wanted to show it to creators and get them to sign up and that's worked as well um you know we have thousands and thousands of, of creators who've signed up but it was just really interesting to see how the brands like sw- swarmed us uh so you know that's why we went out and raised a seed round so quickly afterwards because we're like we don't want these people sitting on a wait list for you know 12 months we've, we've got to get them on board and so we need to scale up the team and increase our velocity um so that was you know the first like the I, i've done a lot of things that didn't work in my past and so when you have something that's working i'm like i feel like i'm just holding onto the reins and it's like you know dragging us behind the horse and we're like trying not to lose it and so that's been super exciting but you know other real problems we've had are like um for one creators are going to try and game the system however they can right like paying for engagement, oh, yeah. you know, everything they can do to try and like get the dollar arbitrage, you know? And uh, so we had to build out fraud detection and these things are actually surprisingly simple to detect when people do these things. Uh, but so we built all that out and then like FTC compliance, um, you know, tax compliance, when people start earning thousands of dollars on your platform, all of a sudden taxes become important. So really just like scaling the product so that things don't break. And um, I would say the big part is you have to give the creators time because it's like if you a lot of e-commerce tools are just numbers and math, right? And you install it on a website and it's very static. Um, we have a, cre- a human on the other end, right? A human who's taking an action. They're posting a video. And so it's a very dynamic product. And so you have to really give that time to see like all the different issues that they're going to tease out, right? Like all the different ways they're going to break it, cheat it, game it. And you can't really rush that process. And then you have to like plug every single hole. So, so from, you know, March to, to, you know, August, that was really our process was like closed beta, you know, 30 brands, just like trying to, you know, figure out all the different ways people were going to use this and like make sure that it could scale properly uh, support. You know, we, we, we've got brands doing over a hundred million in revenue on the platform. We have brands, you know, doing 5 million in revenue on the platform. Um, we obviously had to make sure the, that it could scale and it wasn't going to break. Um, and then when people start buying from multiple stores on your platform, you know, make sure you're not sending them too many text messages, all these different things. But I would say the biggest, hardest part has definitely been um, on the product side, just like how dynamic it is when you have a human on the other end, right? So you're managing a relationship and you're trying to do that in an automated fashion um, and also protect the brands and also not rip off the creators, you know? This see, it just, it seems low risk. It seems like an easy win. It seems like it solves you know, more so than just, I want to make the revenue numbers go up and to the right. It seems like it solves other issues. Like you get this content source, you connect with people, you know, there's a lot that happens here. Uh, I'm sold. I'm in, but on the bounty website, there's a wait list. So I just have to hurry up and wait if I want to use this thing. Yeah. I mean, we're reaching out to all the brands on the wait list to schedule demos, learn about, you know, where they're at and, and how we could help them. Uh, we've obviously learned about the brands that can be successful on Bounty today. And so I will say uh, Bounty in its current state is very much like an amplification platform. So if you're like, I need to launch on TikTok, 
um, I want bounty so I can launch on TikTok. Like it's probably not the right time because if you don't have existing traffic from TikTok, your users are not TikTok users. And so nobody's going to sign up, right? So we don't want to like onboard brands and, and make false promises and be like, hey, you know, this is like, you're going to launch this and then your TikTok's going to explode. Like you have to be making some effort. You have to have some source of traffic from TikTok already, whether that's, you know, organic or paid. It doesn't matter as long as visitors on your website have TikTok accounts. Um, so that's one thing. But I mean, we're reaching out to the brands on our wait list. We're scheduling demos. You know, we're learning about where they're at. And then for, you know, all the people who it makes sense for, you know, we're, we're starting to onboard them. We obviously have caps right now for like how many brands we, we can support. So, you know, right now we're like in the process of adding another 50 brands to the platform. Uh, and then obviously we would do more, but Black Friday is coming up. So nobody's going to be installing new apps, uh, you know, in, in November. But then, you know, after the holidays, we'll, we'll pick up and we'll be onboarding a lot more brands. So, you know, if you're on the wait list, I would, I would say most people on the wait list have probably heard from us at this point. And if you haven't, you will soon. All right. So in the show notes, I'll link to your site, but it's just, you know, uh, bounty.co. And then and it, it, like it's very focused on speaking to creators. And then in the upper right, there's a link for brands. And then that takes you to this wait list. Yeah, it takes you to the wait list where you can sign up. And I love the like the cute little, I love the 8-bit retro graphics, the coolest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's Justin. Um, he's our head of design and one of the co-founders. And I've actually worked with him on three businesses now. So, uh, Well, Abe, if, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, you know, I wasn't really on Twitter before I started Bounty, but I have found it to be an incredible way to connect with the e-commerce D2C community. I think that's where we initially uh, found, or where we initially connected. And so I'm Abe Wolke on Twitter, first name, last name. Um, other than that, you know, Abe at Bounty.co. Um, please don't spam me. And, you know, uh, anywhere, anywhere, basically just look up Abe Wolke. And if I have a, if I have an account, I'll show up. I, this has been phenomenal. Like I knew I, I liked the idea, but until you you hear the pitch, you're never sure quite quite what you're going to think of it. And the, the, I'm always skeptical of these things. But having heard it and heard like you're you're taking really a, a thoughtful approach to it, as opposed to like you know the the 20 years ago Silicon Valley just like full steam ahead and see what breaks approach that I'm not the biggest fan of these days. Uh, I'm. I'm in. I'm sold. I want to use it. It looks so cool. Uh, and your your approach you, is, is honest. You said, look, you got to be on TikTok for this thing to work uh, properly because your audience needs to be there. I think the thing I really took away, though, I love the quote, content falls on a spectrum of authenticity. I think that's great. It's like such a good, good takeaway. But all right. Uh, I got to go. I got to go put myself on the wait list. Uh, thank you so much. Abe Wolke. Bounty, uh, check it out, bounty.co. Kurt, thank you so much. Great to meet you. E-commerce marketing is changing. Email is no longer the only way to build relationships with customers. SMS is now the fastest growing sales channel for online brands. And if you haven't gotten started yet, I know what you might be thinking. My customers don't want to receive text messages. Or, I don't think I could drive ROI with SMS. But here's the thing. SMS is where you find your best customers. You don't need to have thousands of SMS contacts to drive meaningful revenue. And merchants see up to a 250% increase in engagement and conversion rates when they pair email and SMS together. Text marketing is here to stay, my friends. And Privy is the fastest way to get started. Privy gives you access to all the tools you 
need to grow your SMS list and send money-making text messages. Plus, their full suite of website conversion and email marketing tools. And the cherry on top? You'll get one-on-one -on -one coaching and support no matter where you start with Privy. Ready to get started or just learn more? Go check out Privy on the Shopify App Store and see how you can get started for free today.